0: Welcome to That Seasonair Podcast. I'm your host Gina. Stick with me as I chat to Seasoners, expats and adventurers across the world sharing their inspiring stories and interesting insights into living and working abroad. On today's show, I catch up with social
1: media marketer and digital nomad, Clara Wahlberg. I just remember one time when it was like minus 25 degrees oh outside and we decided to go out on a, like, a night mission, ski touring. <laughs> and whenever I used the microwave, I needed to turn off the electricity <laughs> and I remember me making dinner and then I just went outside. So whenever I got back, it was so cold inside because I forgot to t- turn oh, on no. the heating again. <laughs> uh, so
0: lesson <listen>, learned. learn. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in as we hear how Clara went from working in a supermarket to sponsored skiing for Montec, and stick with us right to the end of the show as we get all of Clara's top travel hacks. Here's the show. Clara, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you so much.
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I'm glad we've finally got some snow falling. at the Yeah,
1: moment. a little bit sad we're inside right now, but... We yeah, will... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully get out there sometime this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you originally from, and what's your current situation?
1: Um, yeah, my name is Clara, and I'm originally from northern Sweden, mm-hmm. but I've uh, moved to Stockholm, I think it's one and a half year ago. So yeah, I grew up in northern Sweden, uh, in a super small town. During the winters, I always went to the mountains with my mom and dad to go skiing, so yeah, I've been skiing my whole life basically Mm -hmm. and uh, since I finished school I've been doing seasons and wow yeah and now I can actually now I actually have the opportunity to work uh, remotely and do skiing at the same time like they go hand in hand so yeah super thankful for that cool um so you're currently living in Innsbruck is that right yeah we actually got here like one week ago now Mm-hmm. um the conditions weren't the best when we arrived so we've been basically just staying inside working studying um but yeah snow is falling outside and our plan is to stay here for the for the season so how did you get into season work in the first place then yeah like i told you i've always been skiing like during holidays and weekends with my family it was kind of four hour drive from our hometown to go to to the mountains and like I didn't really have a plan when I finished school. The only thing I can remember was when I was still in school I dreamt about like staying in the mountains not needed to go back and after finishing school I didn't really know what to do. All of my friends had plans Mm -hmm. and I thought yeah why not go to the mountains so that's what I did. So I applied for my first seasonal job up in northern Sweden. I was pretty late sending in that application, but somehow I got got a job in uh, Hemavan. It's uh, kind of a small resort, but it was a nice start for me. Mm-hmm. And what were you doing? What job was it? Uh, this job was, uh, I was working in the event section. I don't know if you call it that. But yeah, I was like having competitions with children. Uh, arranging other competitions, parties for students. It was quite a fun job, putting up the ski cross every day. And sometimes I even dressed up as the, um, how do you call it? Um, mascot. The mascot, yeah. <laughs> That's not something I'm super proud of, but it was a part of the job, <laughs> so we needed to do it. But it was, a, it was a fun job. The only thing I noticed then was like the working hours were during the day, so I didn't have as much time skiing as I thought. So that's something I took with me to my other seasons. But it was a nice start. I met a lot of new people, like a whole new world up and up, opened up to me, I think. Like having friends that shares your passion for skiing, it was something new. Yeah. So yeah. So where was next after that? In Hamavana I met uh, new friends and we made new plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really wanted to go outside Sweden to the Alps for the first time. So we went to, it's not the typical first place to go, probably, uh, it's called Alagna in Ski in uh, Italy. It's a really small resort known for its free riding. So uh, I think we stayed there for two months, but it wasn't that much other seasoners at the time. But we were lucky enough to get to know the locals there who took us out, showing us the mountains, When touring. I developed my kick turns, like when ski touring a lot, and it was really cool. Like I'd never been in the Alps before, so really? it was a new experience for me. Amazing. Yeah.
0: You said that there weren't so many seasonaires
1: around. Was In your first season, did
0: you have quite a community there? And if so, how did you find them?
1: Yeah, we stayed like, uh, we stayed all together living in the same house. Mm-hmm. The house wasn't top notch, but we, we were young. We didn't care so much. So yeah. we had a great time together. And yeah, I met, I met my friends during my first season. I, I went there without having any friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I met everyone there and everyone was super friendly. So I met especially this one guy who me and him like made plans for the other season and just went to to Italy together. And in Italy, you got in there with the locals, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really nice. Cool. Yeah. How's your Italian? uh non-existing i would say <laughs> it's because your english is very good so oh, thank you that was also a concern i had before this podcast <laughs> so italy was a bit of a smaller resort how did that season go it was good overall like my first ski, ski season in the alps uh we started the season with great snow conditions but like overall it wasn't the best season uh, Mm snow-wise um so like the end of the season we spent like waking up super early to get like to get up get up to the mountain when it still was uh, frozen snow before Mm -hmm. like the avid danger got came around like 12 something like when it got too warm so we just skied uh, before lunch went down and then we went sunbathing reading books and stuff like that (laughs) so for me it was a little bit i think i got a little bit bored maybe in the and because due to the snow conditions yeah but yeah it was a really nice first season i'm super happy i went there and were you there for the whole whole of that season uh i was there until march i think and after that i went back to sweden mm. um to my kind of home resort it's four hours drive from my home time but i will still call it my home resort it's a super small resort up in northern sweden that's where i grew up skiing and It feels like home to me so i spent the spring there working a bit extra at the hotel met new friends there as well Mm -hmm. and together with them we made plans for the for the season after
0: oh cool awesome
1: and whereabouts did you head to after that we went to uh, snow paradise japan Uh uh for two weeks um which was incredible um even though we weren't super lucky in the beginning with the snow conditions, we still, like, I skied the sickest powder I've ever skied in my whole life. Yeah. And we got some sunshine, we went touring, ate a lot of rice, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, it's it was a little bit of a bummer at the end of this trip because I got fever and was super sick on the sickest day for them to ski. No. Like, yeah, the best snowfall came, like, the, the last days we had there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Therefore, I need to go back there someday to have a revenge. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So you were there just for like a holiday, were
0: you? Or or was there something you went out there specifically to do?
1: No, just for a holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, Like every one of us wanted to go there. I I don't know if I can really compare it to my home resort, Chittelfjell. But Chittelfjell is mostly about tree skiing. And this was like next level tree skiing with a lot of powder. And it was really nice. Cool. So you've done a few different... (laughs) extremely different places yeah like (laughs) not maybe the typical start of doing seasons i don't know oh but yeah Yeah. that's what pretty nice though so how did it differ
0: from say italy and the alps to japan
1: yeah i think the biggest difference was uh the snow conditions Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also like the length of the of the runs aren't as long in japan so we were just lapping all day around it felt bit more playful to me it felt a bit more like home like i told you like i grew up skiing in between the trees uh, and this was just next level skiing yeah oh, tree skiing for me yeah
0: before you got sick
1: did you actually get a little bit of time yeah, to, yeah, yeah to I, experience did. I did i did <laughs> but i really want to go back there someday i can just see like on instagram everyone is going to japan this season it looks incredible and we're here in austria with a, with a lack of snow but yeah <laughs>
0: It's Maybe coming. Someday. It's here. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not sure it's going
1: to be Japan
0: style, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it will.
0: It will. It okay. Will. We're going to keep doing a snow dance and yeah, 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 pray exactly. to the snow fairies and stuff.
1: <laughs> cool. Um, so after Japan, what was the plan after that? My main plan was to go back to Shittelfjell and work there for the season. Uh, I started working as um, as a cleaner, like cleaning rooms in the, in the morning shift, mostly. Okay. Uh, so I had time to to ski uh whenever i finished my my shift so that was perfect for me i like to wake up early so it wasn't any problem and i'm not this typical party girl that needs to stay up until 3 a.m in the morning Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i i skipped the partying part and went to sleep worked and skied nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) excellent so um how did you get that cleaning job I think Shitterfield is kind of a small resort, so you kind of know everyone. So mm-hmm. I think I just applied, but I kind of knew the person I was talking to and they were looking for people. So yeah, it was kind of easy for me. I felt a little bit like a local oh, over cool. there, so yeah. And did you have like a group of friends there or did anyone go with you to that resort? The main reason is because like it felt like home to me, but I got a lot of friends over there. Friends that are still there and some of them have gone to other adventures but it still feels like home and I have my my crew there whenever I go back nice yeah did you continue doing seasons after that yeah I I kept on going <laughs> <laughs> yeah the season after I uh, made plans with another girl that I met in mm-hmm. Um she did a season in Engelberg before mm-hmm. and it's kind of known for a free ride paradise. A lot of Swedes go there to just ski powder and I always wanted to go there so um, we decided to go there like I think it was for two weeks or maybe three. Yeah, I don't know actually. (laughs) So we actually booked a train down from northern Sweden to go to England. I really wanted to try traveling by train uh, which uh, was new to me and I experienced I have such a hard time to sleep on trains. I feel a lot of like sea sickness or car sickness or i feel sick when i'm uh, sickness emotion sickness thank you thanks so we'll much. go with that yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it took a while but we managed to to get there it was some sort of delays that uh, was a little bit of problem but it went smooth anyway so okay. yeah we traveled there by train and um how long was the journey Honestly I don't know. Um it got way longer than we expected on the way down because we had this sort of stop like in between Northern Sweden and Stockholm like for 6 hours which caused problems for the rest of our connection trains oh, of course. No. Uh so I think we stayed one night in Copenhagen and oh, then no. we continued our journey so it maybe like two days oh wow <laughs> that's crazy yeah so you managed to get there in the end anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. we got there <laughs> like the last bus that ever goes to england during the night but we 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 made it there cool so you stayed there for was that for the whole season no that was also just a short visit maybe two weeks we stayed there mm-hmm. and we managed to score some pow oh cool yeah awesome <laughs> It's a really, really nice place. Like it's known for its free riding. It's quite small. So you don't have to make like big decisions every morning where to go. You just go up and then first you can go on the left side and then you go to the right side, which is quite easy. But it's a lot of powder hunter there. So you need to wake up early to have your, your line when was it that you learned to ski? Them, my mom and dad is really into skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, they put me on skis when I was three years old. Uh, so I've been skiing like on weekends, holidays, like all my life. Mostly like backcountry skiing. We went hiking up uh, up to the mountains with my dad. He just yeah, Clara, just go for it. And we we just skied around. So it's been a big part of my life. Even though it's it's not super close to my hometown, so I couldn't go there like every every day when i grew up like my main goal was to play soccer but somehow that changed into skiing so really yeah Yeah. oh okay yeah how did that come about then (laughs) honestly i don't know i think i lost my interest in in soccer uh like all my friends got injured in their knees and i i kind of enjoyed more and more being up in the mountains with my family so yeah i changed direction yeah
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well it sounds like you made the right call there anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm super happy. Yeah. So you did the you went to Engelberg, have I pronounced that right? Yeah, I think so. Engelberg. Engelberg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you were there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. What happened after that? Then I went back to Schittelfield again. So we travelled back with train. The way back went way smoother than the way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, you could have a lovely trip even though you go by train. So I would recommend people to actually try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, I made it back to Schittelfjell for that season as well. Yeah, it felt like home. I got my work. I I think that season I was living in my parents' caravan oh, Okay. at the camping lot. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different. That's why I thought I maybe should bring that up. Yeah, but it, it worked well. I, I just remember one time when it was like minus twenty five degrees oh outside, my God. and we decided to go out on a like a night mission, ski touring. <laughs> and whenever I used the microwave, I needed to turn off the electricity. <laughs> and I remember me making dinner, and then I just went outside. So whenever I got back, it was so cold inside because I forgot to t- turn oh, on no. the heating again. <laughs> Of course. Uh, So listen, learn. (laughs) Wow. So it's quite a drop there in
0: temperature in Sweden.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be really cold in the beginning of the season.
0: Because in the in the Alps, generally, it's not that cold. I mean, we did have a really cold couple of weeks, a few weeks ago here. But yeah, it's like, it's like next level cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you're kind of prepared for it. You put mm. on all the layers and everything. So I think I've been freezing more maybe down in the Alps because I expect it to be warm and oh, really? I don't press enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, makes yeah. sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that season, what was the plan after that? For the next season, I made plans with another friend of mine to go back to Engelberg because I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, So I think we planned a month there, which was great. Uh, Again, like a lot of Swedes, new people to meet, skiing powder, having a great time together. It was uh, really nice. Yeah, that season started a bit earlier for me. Okay. Because uh, in the preseason, I was back at my supermarket job in my hometown. Okay. And I got a message on my phone from a guy. Pontus, who asked me if I could come down to Austria, Hintertux, and the day after tomorrow to shoot with this brand, Montek, that I did never hear about before. I managed to take some time out from work. Like my colleagues said, just, yeah, you should go. You should definitely go. Mm -hmm. So I went down to Hintertux. I think it was in October. They were supposed to shoot the new collection. Right. Um, So I spent one week there in Hintertux with the ride store team and team uh to shoot a new collection uh and it was just just a great time it went well so that was the first time I had contact with my with uh, with ride store and and montek
0: oh wow um, yeah so did you know that guy just from seasons or just from being back home
1: or how did you get no, that no actually I I thought I didn't know him uh but apparently in, I think I met him once in chitelfield okay. uh, but nothing that I remember at that time so he just randomly contacted you from what's in your instagram or something like that yeah exactly i got a dm on my instagram no Uh, way i was like who is this guy what is this friend yes (laughs) let's just go for it it sounds it sounds cool it sounds fun that's really cool Uh, and it was really fun so it was my first uh, shoot with uh, montec and uh, right store nice and it went pretty well i think because i kept on doing these shoots through that season
0: that's amazing so when he when he messaged you was he just like Oh, I've seen your Instagram, looks really good. Can you come to Austria? Like,
1: how did that happen? Um, honestly, <laughs> and how were you just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I think maybe he wrote something about like, we're missing a girl. It's like a last minute uh, emergency. Could you help us out? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All expenses paid. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. And I think we had some problem like finding flights from my hometown. So oh, okay. I got to fly a business class for the first time. What? Yeah
0: bougie love
1: it <laughs> yeah it felt a bit weird like in my hometown this super small airport it whenever they, yeah i think they call like the business class first yeah it felt like me walking the red carpet or something like yeah here i am going to the alps <laughs> here i am representing <laughs> or i was a little bit ashamed i don't know <laughs>
0: Yeah. It happened to me once on a flight to Bali on like one leg of the flight. I don't know what happened, but they'd upgraded me. And I literally, I went up to one of the, um, so they called business class and I looked mm-hmm. at my ticket and I went, I just went through. I was like, well, it says business class on it. So I guess I just go. Yeah. And then I got there and I looked at my seat and I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> this cannot be right. I actually asked the air hostess. I was like, Excuse me. I think I've been given the wrong seat. And she was like, let me have a look and like looked at her little, I don't know, computer thing that she had in her hand. And, uh, yeah, she was like, no, nope, that's right. You've been upgraded. And I was like, any reason why? She was like, oh, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, just enjoy it. And I was Jackpot. Like, I was. I was like, cha-ching. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and they were like, would you like a drink or anything? Some champagne
1: or something? And I was like, how much is it? They were like, it's free. I was like, I'll take all of it. Yeah, I experienced <laughs> that as well. I remember eating so much before. But whenever everything was free, I just kept on filling my stomach with right?
0: yeah. shit. <laughs> That's, that was me I was just like yeah I'll take everything yeah. pretty much just keep it coming for the whole flight <laughs> perfect <laughs> it's so cool um but
1: yeah so you came across to Austria was that the first time you'd been here yes it was it was uh, a really cool place like landing in Innsbruck and everything yeah super yeah. cool town and I always wanted to go back and yeah now here I am I do have this problem like my skis and boots never made it oh really what, here now or for that no, trip? No, like for all of the trips that I oh, no. flew in here, like my skis never makes it, but it, it's been okay. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> yeah, they they arrive like a day after someone's driving it to your apartment, which is okay. it's pretty fair. So yeah. even in business class, you didn't
0: get your skis? <laughs> no. Lost luggage can go <laughs> yeah, anywhere for exactly. anyone. Exactly,
1: <laughs> They don't discriminate. Yeah. No, but listen, Laura, I, I bought this uh, Tags now. It's ah, okay. really good to put in your... Um, ski bag or bag in general oh, uh, we- since a lot of like luggages now get lost then you actually know where it is so
0: well there we go yeah yep. travel hacks we've yep. jumped forward a bit but oh, yeah sorry <laughs>
1: we're gonna get back <laughs> it's all right we'll get to them
0: we'll get to them hopefully we have some more <laughs> But yeah, that's that's so funny. So your skis didn't arrive that time or this time? Yeah, they, they came like two days after. Mm. All right.
1: So how was the experience up at the Hintertux? Was it one day? No, it was a week. It was said. a week, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just met uh, total strangers that I was supposed <laughs> to work with. Uh, but they were all super nice. Uh, and I really, really liked the clothes. We got lovely weather and... Uh, the skiing, like it wasn't like free ride conditions as I remember it, but it mm-hmm. was, it was quite good to be in October and I had a really good time.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. What happened after that? Did you continue doing shoots for Ride Store or was there another season planned? Tell us a little bit about what happened next.
1: I did plan my season. Uh, I uh, was a big fan of Engelberry since the season before. So me and another friend uh, went back there for some weeks or a month, I think. and like great time as always skiing powder having a good time and through this season I went on some more shoots with with Montec. I think one was in Grindelwald in Switzerland and there I met another girl Vikan, who's a really close friend of mine today like really? so I met so many friends through work and it's always been like positive vibes and yeah
0: that's so cool yeah. and now you're an ambassador for them
1: yeah, I I started off as sort of an ambassador uh going on shoots, but today I actually work full time for Montakin Ride Store, so that's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. Um so tell us a little bit about what it means to be an ambassador because this was your first role for Ride Store. Yeah. Um and quite often for different brands I hear, "Oh, we're looking for ambassadors," blah blah blah. What does that actually
1: mean? Um you get clothing support, um and you get all these like uh support in general if you have any project you can always like talk to the right store team to see if it's something we can we can help you with Mm -hmm. and uh, you most likely will have opportunities to go on shootings and stuff like that
0: okay cool What happened after that? Is this when COVID started hitting?
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) I remember we talked about it down in Engelberg, but then I just went back home. Someone made a joke, like if someone was sneezing, like, oh, it's COVID. I was like, what is COVID? And then I looked it up and yeah, that was like in the beginning, beginning, I think. Um, But yeah, like my stay in Engelberg ended. So I went back to Sweden Mm -hmm. uh, to Kittelfjäll again uh, to end my season there uh, since I love the spring skiing in Sweden. And I think, that is when covid really hit Europe. I could tell from my friends stories down in the Alps like they needed to go back really soon like it was yeah. kind of panic. Uh everything was closing and uh, yeah, but up in northern Sweden it was it was okay. Uh like yeah. Like through the whole covid situation Sweden has been uh hasn't been as strict as no. other countries. Uh so up in northern Sweden it was It was okay, I felt a little bit, for me it felt weird that I could still continue skiing and having a good time while others needed to lock themselves in. So I didn't really know how to handle that. Should I keep on posting on Instagram that I do a lot of fun stuff or is it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know how to handle that situation, but.
0: Yeah. It's a bit of a bizarre situation, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah, literally the whole world was shutting down. But I remember, um, obviously you've listened to Wendler's yeah episode and she
1: said the same. She's like, Sweden were like super chill about the whole situation. Yeah. We didn't really have any like masks and everything. So mm. yeah, not that hard of restrictions like recommendations yeah. we did have for sure i think though the the resort closed a bit earlier that season because i think like people didn't come to the resort anymore they stayed home and everyone was a bit scared i think mm-hmm. um but i kept on working until they closed and after that i went back mm-hmm. back home for that season uh, now, my colleague, Pete, asked me if I wanted to help him out, like work part-time, which uh, felt like a really nice job to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I um, I helped him out with the socials for both Dope and Montec that season, mostly Montec, since that was the brand I was mostly skiing for. And it was a really nice part-time job. I learned a lot. It was really good for me to just have everything remotely and I can just sit on my laptop in the morning and then if it was a good skiing day I could go out after lunch and then continue working during the evening. So it was it was perfect for me. Yeah, nice.
0: Uh, so you went back to Sweden during the pandemic and okay. then uh,
1: what happened after that? During COVID I spent another season up in, in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really feel like <laughs> traveling anymore because uh, it felt like a safe space to be safe spot to be um, up in Sweden. So me and some friends of mine who got there studying remotely mm-hmm. uh, due to COVID, we rented up a place up in Sittelfjäll and spent the season there. That's probably the sickest season I ever had in, in Sweden. Um, really? Like the snowfall in January was massive. It felt like I was back in, in Japan. So yeah, it was a really good season to be back in sweden nice yeah. probably a bit quieter than normal as well yeah but still like a lot of swedes didn't go to to the alps yeah i guess they so. Couldn't they did not go anywhere yeah. no so they traveled around in sweden i think i never seen that much people in in like really? all of my <laughs> friends but it was a crazy season as well uh like we got a lot of snow and i think people heard of that and just planned their trips to go there instead yeah yeah
0: so yeah you were part-time for a ride store at that point um but now you're full-time for Rise Store, is that right?
1: Yeah, so after one year of working part-time, my colleague asked me, "Uh, don't you want to work full-time? And I was like, (laughs) whoa, that sounds scary because I did (laughs) never do that before. Like, how am I even supposed to keep on skiing? And uh, I wasn't really convinced, but at some point I felt like, yeah, but I should maybe do something for full-time, like try it at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, My plan was always to start studying like next year I'm gonna start studying but I didn't really know what I wanted to study so I just Mm -hmm. kept on doing my seasons uh, and somehow I ended up with a with a full-time job at ride store and I'm super thankful for that Mm -hmm. Uh, so basically what I'm doing is I'm working at the marketing team uh, mostly with socials uh, for Montek but it could be anything from reaching out to ambassadors, uh, keep the conversations going, gathering content, be on site on shootings, arranging shootings. And yeah, it's a lot involved. So yeah, That's whatever's really cool. thrown at me within the marketing area.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Obviously, you said that you went straight out on seasons from school. Is that right? Yeah. So you haven't got any qualifications particularly in marketing is that correct Mm, yeah that's
1: that's correct (laughs) not at all actually Uh, so
0: you've basically earned this job through the experience and the work you've done with them
1: along the way is that exactly Uh, that's really nice I always thought yeah maybe I should start studying marketing to have some more knowledge but I discovered that I learned a lot through work like the people I'm working with uh, they taught me a lot and I actually did one course in content marketing, which was great. But I feel like after that course, I still feel like I learn more through work, mm-hmm. like the experience I get from there. So I'm just super thankful for them believing in me, even though yeah. I don't have this, like, um, I've been studying marketing for five years and doing that and that and that. Yeah. I just been interested in marketing and social media and skiing. So like I think everything there goes hand in hand
0: yeah like from what you said in your journey you you were obviously doing a good job for someone to notice it in the first <laughs> place so you obviously had something uh good going on with your socials for them to see okay this girl's got some good content we want to get her involved you know with the good at skiing and all the rest of it and then it's gone on from there and you've just kind of one job after the other so that's that's
1: really cool yeah, actually i've been i've been i've been lucky uh for
0: sure uh, because obviously you mentioned there, Dope and Montec Ride Store is the company that owns exactly Dope and Montec. So yeah, so then you started working full time for Ride Store, which gave you kind of the digital
1: nomad kind of lifestyle. Exactly. I'm surprised how well it worked for me to work while still skiing. Apparently, like my job is kind of connected to skiing, but you just have to be sort of dedicated like put hours maybe in the morning and then you can ski for two hours and then go back which fit me perfectly
0: do you enjoy working for them yes yes 100
1: percent yeah yeah i'm super happy with the right sorting team yeah and the job
0: gives you enough time to go and enjoy exactly the things you love as well so yeah, yeah. it's really cool good little setup you got going there yeah <laughs> um but yeah you've earned it by the science of things so congratulations and well done on that so you're now here. That brings us to
1: the present day, right? So you're in Innsbruck.
0: Yes. How did true.
1: that come about? <laughs> yeah, um, my boyfriend has his cousin who's studying in Innsbruck. We visited him last year for two weeks mm-hmm. and it felt like a really nice place to go. I always wanted to try Austria because I have never really done it except like one week with Monte shooting. So it feels like a really nice place to be, especially also when. When working a lot, it feels better to have uh, to work from a town because you have like stuff to do when not when not skiing. It feels like uh, back in Engelberg, it's a smaller village. It's not as much to do. Maybe when when you have a down day, and it felt like a really cool place. You have like access to what is it over ninety resort on the Tyrol card. Yeah, exactly. I bought it two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have you only just started going
0: skiing then. Since being here, or you have been
1: it- skiing once? What? Since I got
0: here. Okay. So you literally have only just got here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and first
0: things first, coming to a podcast with me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. That makes it even more yeah. impressive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how are you finding it so far? Like, obviously, and like we said, the snow hasn't been here until today. I'm
1: so sorry. I didn't realize. No, No, it's okay. Like the first day of skiing was maybe not the best in my life. Uh, It was like rock solid, hard skiing, ice. Uh, So we hit the park, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not really my area either. Um, But it it was fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to to the refill now though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I didn't realize you'd only just got here. So I'm very grateful for you (laughs) giving me the time, but equally feel very guilty that it seems to be on a
1: day where we've actually got some powder. (laughs) No, no, no. It's fine. I have work anyway. Um, And I think the visibility is not great today. Exactly. Tomorrow is going to be better. Yeah. You're super picky, are you? No, I don't like skiing when when I can't see anything. So that's also one reason we got to Austria, because you can ski a little bit more tree skiing, which open up to plenty of more day skiing. Awesome.
0: Um, so to be able to do all the seasons before you were working full time for a ride store, obviously you've had a few different jobs. Were you going back in between seasons to Sweden to earn money for your seasons or like how did you manage to to fund all your different travels.
1: Yeah, exactly. I always went back to my to my hometown to work, to meet up with friends, family. I kind of like Sweden during summer, so it felt like the, the option for me to just go back, enjoy the summer, work, and hopefully have some budget for the winter. So yeah. What kind of jobs were you doing? I worked at a supermarket for some years. And after that, I did some like gardening stuff, like being outside, cutting grass. And uh, yeah, it was a really nice job. Enjoy the sun.
0: When you were on your seasons, did you ever find it kind of difficult to meet other people? Were there any places
1: where it was more difficult or did you always kind of have that base of people that you already knew? When I went on my first season, I had no one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I met people along the way and I feel like it's pretty easy. You just have to be open-minded and talk to people because everyone is normally super friendly and opens up to a whole new world. And, And if you don't have these friends since before there's a lot of like facebook groups i think mm-hmm. i wish i knew that before i started my season to just reach out to other people uh, that might be interesting yeah. interested in doing a season with you did you ever have problems finding accommodation
0: obviously you mentioned there living in your parents caravan was that something <laughs> you did regularly or was there uh tell us a bit about your accommodation situations
1: um yeah i think as i mentioned earlier like planning uh, it's not my cup of tea. I'm pretty organized normally, but I had a hard time like planning my seasons uh, long before. But accommodations haven't really been a problem for me. Uh, you can always like gather a group of people and try to find something together. You have Airbnb, and there's also these like local groups. If you have some local, maybe they can share the the Facebook group uh, of. Um, any any resort and you may find something there that's how we found our accommodation here in Innsbruck oh cool Uh, yeah nice all right so
0: we'll move on to the questions now that I generally ask everyone yes we'll go through those one of my questions is the visa application process but for your seasons you haven't had to get any visas is that right
1: no, that that's uh, that's right. Uh, the only problem I had with visas was when me and two two friends of mine were going to Nepal to hike in the uh, Annapurna circuit circuit uh, okay. for two weeks. Um, I think we were kind of stupid though. Um, <laughs> we had this layover in India on the way, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently, to go into India, you need a a visa or some license license or okay something yeah I yeah you need that because um we thought since it was just a layover we didn't need it but the thing is we needed to check in our luggage one more time when we in in india so uh whenever we were supposed to enter the flight to go to india to then go to nepal we couldn't enter the flight because oh no. we didn't have the the visa. uh so we needed to buy new new tickets uh which was um, a lesson learned because it was expensive oh um, wow yeah so yeah sh- you should probably check it up before you you go to <laughs> india or nepal or uh, anywhere else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good advice there yeah. solid advice
0: yeah um so while working on your seasons tell us your best
1: job and your worst job and why i don't think i had any like bad jobs I'm not super picky of where I'm working. Mm-hmm. I've been just super lucky to have jobs that allows me to go skiing, uh, like working in morning shifts and or night shifts or yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it should be the mascot that I told you about earlier dressed up as a mascot that was the worst that was warm that was yeah <laughs> she ran everywhere
0: <laughs> yeah i actually had um, a girl called joy dutch on mm-hmm. the show she works for white lines magazine yeah. and she used to work at one of the
1: ski schools and used to have to dress up as the mascot yeah, it's as well. heavy it's like you need triple showers afterwards you get so warm in that <laughs> one <laughs> she was like the kids
0: used to be like really horrible to her as well as like like yeah, kicking punishing. her and
1: punching <laughs> why do you do that and you can't really defend yourself because you're not allowed to speak, or you're not allowed to kick anyone either. Like not just box. kick the children. No. <laughs> oh, brutal! <laughs> and the best job? Uh, This—it's my current job for sure. Yeah, uh, like working with right store and skiing marketing everything. Like yeah. my colleagues and yeah, it's the best job.
0: Amazing! I think I know the answer to this one <laughs> because because of your journey yeah um but what do you prefer winter seasons or summer seasons
1: uh it sounds like an easy one uh (laughs) i would say winter season of course but still like i'm a big fan of all the seasons as long as it's good weather like if i didn't have summer i wouldn't maybe get as excited for winter okay and i kind of like going back to sweden as well get into routines and have another sort of of life so i I enjoy all of the season, but I, if I had to pick one, it would definitely be winter. When was your favorite season and why? This is also a hard one. I kind of <laughs> like all my seasons. I love uh, traveling around. Um, but if I needed to pick one, uh, snow-wise, it's probably Japan. Okay. Even though we weren't super, super lucky with the snow conditions, we still like skied the best powder ever. So yeah, it was a really nice season to first go there and then back to my home resort. And mm. there we also had a really good season at that point. So, yeah. Cool.
0: And where is your favorite place?
1: I think I know the answer to this one as well now. <laughs> where is your favorite place to ski? No, but still, it's, it's a hard one. I tend to go back to Schitterfield for sure. But like skiing-wise, it's, it's actually nothing compared to the Alps. It just feels like home really? to me. I, I think people maybe from Sweden would think I'm a little bit stupid for saying Kittelfeld because <laughs> it's so small. But I feel like home there and I really like the tree skiing and everything. It's not that g- difficult. You just go out and there's 2 tea T-bars yeah. and uh, that's what you got to work with. It's no like big <laughs> decisions on where to go today. It's not like we have ninety resort <laughs> to choose from <laughs> there. Um, so yeah, I would probably say Kittelfjell, but I also tend to go back to Engelberg, which is a really nice resort if you like the backcountry And free ride skiing, it's also a smaller one. So you don't have to take so many decisions in the morning, like which resort are we going to now? You just go up there. Perfect. Um, Do you snowboard at all? Have you always skied? I can snowboard as well. Can you? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think I was maybe 10. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to ski anymore. I'm going to go snowboard because that's way cooler. So I actually got a snowboard and I kept on riding for maybe one or two years. uh, So I know how to do it. But my parents always been skiers, so I think I got one board from them, and after that, they just gave me skis, so I kept on skiing. <laughs> and all of my friends was skiing, and I kind of got left behind, like on the on the traverses. <laughs> so yeah, I think Chittagong is it's uh, a little bit harder to get around the snowboard and skis, mm-hmm. but I would I would love to get myself a board again because I really enjoy snowboarding as well. Well, there we go. If anyone's listening and wants to send Clara aboard, please feel free. Yes, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so
0: in your opinion, what is the best thing about season life and being a seasoner air in general?
1: Well, where to start? The best thing, uh, it's probably uh, like the community, the people you meet, like doing sports every day. It's like stepping out from the normal society kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, everything is more allowed. You just... Having fun, skiing with friends and the mountains, no, I like one thing that was like a hundred things, but uh, so <laughs> okay. i I think I could just keep on going, yeah, I think it's a mix of everything, really, yeah, I feel like most myself when doing. Like seasons really skiing. yeah that's awesome
0: that's amazing and um did you ever because you said there you weren't or you said back along that you weren't really into the partying you know you're more working and skiing did you ever get any kind of backlash from anyone about that or was it kind of like yep that's fine that's clara's thing we're gonna let her do it
1: um no i think everyone has always been quite chill with that mm-hmm. of course i got like comments no you should say no we should do this yeah <laughs> You're you're a little bit boring, but like, <laughs> no, no, not that much at all. Like people do understand, especially when you have like the morning shift cleaning. It mm-hmm. was a nice thing to to blame. Yeah, <laughs> to blame sure. for. Um, But no, no, I've never been like this. Super into partying. Uh, I always said no to parties if if it was any chance that it was going to be a good powder day tomorrow i was like no people we should we should go to sleep it's (laughs) it's powder day tomorrow and they were like "Uh, what are you are you 19 or 40
0: (laughs) awesome um so can you tell us about a challenge or difficulty you faced during your
1: season journey and what did you learn from it this was also a hard question i think uh i think i'm i tend to only remember the the good stuff mm-hmm. but for me like planning is haven't been the easiest thing uh, i'm probably gonna sound a bit spoiled now but like whenever you finished a uh, ski season you need to find somewhere to work during the summer and during summer you need to already start planning what to do next season and like find accommodation people to go with what is everyone else doing yeah. um, so i think maybe that's been the hardest part and i also learned like you should Always bring your ski boots in the hand luggage whenever traveling. <laughs> <laughs> more travel hacks before the travel hack. Yeah, question. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Maybe yeah. you've got more. We'll see when the question yeah, comes I, up. Yeah, I think I've got one more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Some people come and they have none and you are just like, you've got all the hacks. So, uh, yeah. Um, what's one thing you wish
1: you had known before going on your first season? Mm, the, the Alps. No, I knew the Alps, but <laughs> I should probably have looked into that as well like doing a first season in the alps would have also been great but still i'm happy i went somewhere at least maybe the um, some sort of uh, facebook group for seasoners would have been nice Mm -hmm. because i didn't really know anything i just i just went um -hmm. maybe like finding people before going but it still worked out pretty well to just go by your own a lot of people do that and you you will eventually find each other yeah
0: cool are there any opportunities or unlikely experiences that experiences that stand out to you that you wouldn't have had if you
1: hadn't have gone on your first season? Maybe not like stories, I think life in in general, mm-hmm. like I met a lot of new friends, I met my boyfriend, I got my work, like everything, like all the all the experience like traveling around. Uh yeah, so not like a, a specific story, I think. Like yeah, my my memory isn't the best. <laughs> I know a bunch of friends that has memories with me that I can't even remember, <laughs> which is a shame. But yeah, yeah. So I think uh not a specific story. I think everything involved it has become my life, kind of. Yeah, perfect. Throughout your travels, which place feels most like home to you? Easy, Yeah, but I don't know if that is that travel. Like it's been my home kind of resort. But still, it feels like no most most like home. Yeah. When you were away, what? <laughs>
0: so, uh, do you remember what Wendy's um, answer to this was? What do you miss most about home?
1: Yeah, I could I could definitely agree with her. <laughs> what was it again that she yeah. said? It's the it was, the... yeah. was semla. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not as big fan of Semla as her. Like it's it's not that outstanding, but <laughs> no, no, War it's more of the sweet. No. <laughs> no, it's no um, it's really good. I prefer those cinnamon bun. Yeah. Yeah. But what is the one thing you miss about home? I think it's at the supermarket. I'm yeah. having a hard time, like, finding the stuff in the supermarkets here. That's r- that is true, actually, yeah. I feel like Same. whenever I'm coming home, it's so much easier to go grocery shopping. <laughs> and, uh, of course, also family, friends and everything that's nice with, with Sweden.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Probably don't worry too much. I like to have everything under control. Like, when going away, it felt super scary to just go by your own and... Whenever traveling or trying something new, uh, I tend to worry a lot. Like, what could possibly go wrong here? But somehow it ends up great anyway. And yeah, you should stop worrying so much. It will turn out great. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about mentors on the show. Did you have any mentors who helped you along in your journey? Um, maybe not a specific one, but I think all my friends, uh, my colleagues, uh, who encouraged me to like keep on doing what I'm doing. And yeah, I think also my dad, I tend to call him a lot and he always was like, yeah, you should go for it. You should do whatever you think it's fun. I don't know. Maybe it's because like he's really into skiing, but he didn't do any seasons when he was young. So I think maybe he wants me to do the stuff that he didn't. Yeah, that's
0: understandable. Do you have any quotes or sayings that you live by?
1: Not that I can maybe think about. Maybe I do without even knowing it. I should probably (laughs) get one, like having on the, the screen of my phone to just keep me motivated. I tend to worry a lot. Like, I want everything under control. So maybe I want to aim for don't worry, be happy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Do you have any books, movies, podcasts or publications which you can recommend to our listeners which have helped you along in your path? Or can you name one thing that has inspired you recently?
1: I tend to use like podcast uh, movie series like just for entertainment like taking a step out of this like ski related life that I'm having yeah Uh, just watching some uh, stupid thing on Netflix or just having a break from everything so nothing that I can give recommendations about just like that but Mm -hmm. I think I found a lot of inspiration like uh, through other female skiers on Instagram or like people making movies yeah, like everything. There's so many kick-ass ladies out there uh, bringing this sport forward. So yeah, that's where I find my inspiration. Awesome. What's one myth about season air life that you would like to debunk? I think I also would say uh, maybe like it's a lot of alcohol and just partying, which is not. You can definitely choose to to have another type of season. Like I had, for example, I said a no to a lot of parties and i met like-minded people who really wants to go skiing instead and i shouldn't worry about that if that's someone's concern and maybe also like doing a season for doing a season you don't have to have grown up with skiing like you can learn along the way it's for it's sure. definitely for everyone you meet people that can help you encourage you and you're just getting better so yeah i think it's something that people if you ever thought about it you should try it Yeah, I didn't start my seasons. I didn't actually even start
0: snowboarding until I was 26. I don't think so. Yeah, definitely uh, agree with that one, for sure. So now I have to ask my mum's favourite question, which I think she's going to (laughs) be super excited about this show or super happy about this show because you've already (laughs) given so many hacks. Um, But what's one thing you take everywhere with you when you travel or do you
1: have any travel hacks? Um, Easy one, earplugs and sleeping mask. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a super light s- sleeper <laughs> and like snoring is my top worst sound in life. So I always bring air earplugs because <laughs> I-, I need my beauty sleep to be a human the day after. <laughs> <laughs> and about hacks, yeah, I told you a few already. Yeah, it's pretty basic. Like a lot of people do it. Just bring your ski boots in, in the hand luggage because it's easier to rent skis than boots that feel comfortable. And uh, whenever you go to Austria or it's probably in more countries... Uh, make sure you know that the supermarket is closed on Sundays so you don't end up being super hungry every every end of the week. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: totally understand that. Yeah, been caught out myself with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, what's the biggest lesson learned from doing seasons?
1: Not like a lesson. I would say just make sure to surround yourself with good people that you feel comfortable with. Uh, yeah. Then it doesn't really matter where you are uh, skiing. Just make sure you have great people around you that support you that uh, that you can ski with or not ski with just yeah is there anything that seasonal life has brought to your current life <laughs> everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of new friends my boyfriend uh, work uh, a lot of travels through work experiences yeah we went to for example we went to chile the summer wow. uh, with Montec, uh, really? it was crazy. If I hadn't done any season, I wouldn't never be close there. Probably. So yeah, it's given me a lot. What were you doing in Chile with Montec? Uh, we uh, were shooting for the for this year's collection. Okay. Yeah, they, it was full on winter over there, so mm-hmm. it was really really cool. Uh, super nice experience. If you hadn't gone and done your first season, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Mm, hard one, but probably start studying something i don't know what but yeah Excellent. studying study is there anyone you would like to nominate to come on the show and have a chat with me mm-hmm, easy one uh, probably yeah some of my colleagues uh, what about um, tom maybe yeah, yeah. tom's been yeah. nominated already he will be coming on tom quantrell yeah he put me here i should just put him back yeah for sure it's it's really nice <laughs> You should enjoy it. You will enjoy it. Otherwise, I have a lot of really cool friends. Uh, Petra, for example, one girl I'm living with now, she's uh, competing on the qualifiers. She was actually, I think she was the best Swedish female on the qualifier or on the tour overall uh, last season. Which tour? Uh, free ride uh, qualifier. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, so she, uh, she's competing in free ride and she's a really cool girl, really good skier and the awesome. best person, yeah. Amazing. So hopefully she'll be able to come on and have a chat with me. Yeah, I will convince her. I can drive her here. No, I know the way. <laughs> uh, what's next for you, Clara? Next for me is probably grabbing lunch. No, but um, <laughs> just spend the season here and see whatever it brings brings to us. After that, we will. I will probably go back to Sweden again, like I normally do, to spend the uh, spring Spring season there and then back to Stockholm and uh, we do it all over again. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Clara Wahlberg. And can you give us one parting
0: piece of advice for anyone thinking about becoming a seasonaire or starting a new adventure? Yeah, just
1: do it. Mm-hmm. Like You will probably regret it if you don't take the chance. Just do it. Yeah. awesome
0: Clara thank you so much for giving me the time today I know it has been one of those days where you'd want to be (laughs) up the mountain but thank you so much I really appreciate it and
1: it's lovely to meet you thank you for having me a pleasure thank you
0: (laughs) fancy that we finally get a bit of snowfall and Clara has to come in for an interview with me so sorry but extremely grateful thanks again to the wonderful Clara Wahlberg for coming on the show today don't forget to head over and give us a follow on Instagram at that season air Podcast. And if this is the first time you've stumbled upon the show and you like what you hear, then why not head back for our previous episodes as there's plenty more where this came from. As always, thanks to Mike at Mike's Sports Bar for the studio space. Thanks to Mondo Way for the music. And thanks to you guys for tuning in. See you all again next time. How do you say Uh, shittelfjell? Kittelfjell. Am I saying that right? Yeah, kind of.
1: Say it Shittelfjell. shittelfjell. (laughs) Kittelfjell. Kittelfjell. But you can (laughs) say Kittelfjell. Kittelfjell. Yeah. I can't. Go uh, over it.
0: Either way, it's not sounding good, is it? Yeah, it's
1: perfect.